I do. And I don't. Monday, Monday. It's another Monday, and Kat and Joel take to their microphones to do another I Do and I Don't podcast show episode. These episodes are made up of questions sent in from the audience, uh, anonymously read by, well, they're not read anonymously, but they're, (laughs) they stay anonymous. They're read by Kat Skinner, who prepares great advice and then brings them to Joel, who doesn't care that much and just like speaks out of his ass. That's right. I am Joel Van Vliet. And I am Kat Skinner. And we're going to tackle three new questions from three new listeners today. Well, they may not be new listeners. I don't want to get pedantic, but they may not be new <laughs> listeners. They may be... I don't want to get pedantic, but, but I'm I will. going to anyway. Um, we uh, we uh, uh, broadcast these uh, live on the web. <laughs> Podcasts drop every Monday. Make sure that you subscribe on wherever you uh, subscribe to podcasts and uh, listen to our great show. Kat, what are we talking about today? Wow, we have a full scale of different questions, broad range this time. Mm, That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Why don't you hit us with numero uno? Okay, the first question is, how can I navigate a relationship with someone who isn't very deep or very present? Whoa, this is... (laughs) I love how these questions are getting more and more vague and less specific. (laughs) Every time. <laughs> this is a relationship. And by the way, um, I didn't mention, but this is a marriage advice podcast. And people send these questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. But uh, this question, we don't even know what the nature of their relationship is. <laughs> Not at all. No. Like, presumably, it's a romantic relationship. Well, yeah, but we don't know. The, Are they married? Are they have single? Have we been with them for five, How long been have together they been for five together? years? <laughs> So, okay, I, people, I'm, you know, I hear you, Joel. I'm going to follow up sometimes it's if interesting. we need more details. Yeah, like sometimes people um, uh, don't know how to write questions, and we can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. You know, That's they're true. sending us... Uh, sometimes they're answering my Instagram stories and, and only have like a certain a quick, number of characters that right? they can use. So, so they're not really uh, giving the most detail. But, okay, so they want to know how... Broad strokes. What, so this person, the, the, their partner isn't deep... They're saying they're not deep or present. And I'm wondering, like, are those two th- different things? Yeah, I think they are, right? I think so, too. Like someone who isn't deep, they can't really help that. That's a vapid person. I love this word vapid, and I've been using it a lot. Yes. And have I been using it on the podcast? No. But I've been using it in my life, right? And, and, but I kind of hate myself for it as well. Because yeah. I'm like, bit, oh, that's so vapid. It's like, a bit judgy sounding. That, and like, it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, that, that's so vapid. Like, what? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's very appropriate for a lot of vapid people. Indeed, it Am is. Am I right? Yeah, totally. So if a person's not terribly deep, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I guess you have to Get decide what your tolerance level is, Introduce right? them to uh, Tolstoy and Dostoevsky. Mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the Russian writers... Like, have they ever had sushi before either? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's going to make someone deep, Kat. <laughs> what they eat. You are what you eat. And uh, how deep did they get the fish out of the ocean? Because uh, that's going to make a huge difference to this person's uh, internal depth. (laughs) Don't eat any land mammals because that's pretty surface stuff. Very surface level. (laughs) You know, is it a stocked pond? I don't like the sound of pond. I need something like I need a squid. 
I need something from as deep as you can go. I would like the anglerfish sushi, please. Could I get some lobster? Because something something that's been on the bottom mm-hmm. of the Absolutely. whatever body of water. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken, Joel. So don't uh, don't worry about their diet. Don't worry about their diet. Yeah. But like, what kind of things do they like to talk about? How do you know they're not deep? Are they just not deep thinking? You know what? They're not you know philosophical. What it is? You know what it is? They go. You know. Look at their um, Instagram uh, posts. If they just go, this is me at, uh, I'm trying to think of the Niagara Falls, you know, that's just a fact, you know, that's the most surface level thing. There's a picture of them by the falls. Mm -hmm. But if they say like, um, I wept because of the majestic wonder of so many gallons of water, Flowing over the falls. It's still a little bit surface level because they're just talking about gallons of water. But frankly, I don't know how to be deep. But the <laughs> not deep. But if they have like a uh, something a little bit more substantial to say, that's more of an idea. Um, that's not just a fact of what's happening in said photo. You know, that's an indicator. Yeah. But like, it really boils down to you know what do people think about what do they um, what do they do. What, like not really what they do, but what do they think about what what interests them? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard this, but if you talk about um, like events, that's not very deep. But if you talk about ideas, then that's more more deep. That's right. So yeah, you got to find an ideas person. Yeah, I think you know if you know you need that, you should probably look for it early on in the relationship. And if it's not there, then don't settle for that. Right. Now, the issue of being present is something that's a bit more of a workable situation, I think, because oh, yeah. there are lots of people who are plenty deep who are very distracted or unfocused or not maybe um, attached. Not to, that's not the word I want. Detached. Do you know that term, detached? What's the opposite of being detached? Being present, I guess. Right. I think that's. I think that's right. Just talking myself in circles. You know. Um, I, I'm going to continue to be pedantic because I think you need that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you tell me what I need, Joel. <laughs> and that's what everyone needs in relationships, someone else to tell them what they what need. They need. <laughs> um, this presence thing is going to go back to something I've talked about previously in the uh, podcast, which is um, how do you make someone be something you want them to be? And my take is always, you don't, Mm -hmm. you let them be. That's right. So I think the only thing to kind of uh, think about is, is this person, uh, are they aware of their lack of presence? Is this the way they want the relationship to be? Is this as far as they care to go Mm. as far as depth of, you know, connection, if you will. So mm-hmm. I guess they do kind of correlate a little bit. But is correlate the right word? Yep, I think so. But um, but it's not, I wouldn't have the conversation as far as, ooh, I need you to be more present. I would have the conversation kind of investigative going like, hey, how, what's your take on this? Mm-hmm. You know, do relationships, uh, like do you need to uh, have this kind of, connection or you know is it fine to just feel like you don't know the other person but you just snuggle with them once in a while or you know because usually I mean the I feel like the 
what your relationship is and the nature of it and the action, like what's actually happening action wise, you know, is kind of proof of in the pudding. Yeah. Well, I would agree. So it's like, do you really need to go, mm, what, let's try to do some presence But what about training? this idea that some of the people who come into your life come there to challenge you and help you grow? And like, how are they going to actually do that if they just maintain status quo with the way you just entered into the relationship? So we're like, if we're talking about presence in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, that's why I was suggesting having a conversation of is what's your perspective in relationships? Because mm-hmm. they might actually have like a really insightful and and uh, they might be really in tune to what they need on the level of presence. Mm-hmm. And then you can just assume that they don't want that with you. <laughs> right. So you, know, so you don't really need to be like, I need this with you now. You can be like, what do you feel about that? Yes. And if, you, they, if you're like, wow, this person really knows what they're talking about. But they're not showing it. They're just not giving me that. Mm-hmm. Then you go, okay, they don't want to give me that. Um, but, you know, I get it if you, like, to help somebody grow, there's a myriad of ways that maybe you can challenge someone in, to grow and be personally. Mm-hmm. And that might uh, be helpful in a relationship. But as far as that connection goes, I don't know if, like, I guess you can try to teach somebody how to connect in general. Well, I mean, what if they're just like really consumed by work stress or some external life stress? Oh, okay. And that's, that's what's the causing them to not be present. Maybe they have like some unresolved stuff they're working through okay. or like life is a bit overwhelming in general. Mm. So then are there things you can do to help them become more present? Can people become more present when they are not? Well, um, thanks for asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer it uh, because I definitely know the answer to that. Um, If you don't, I do. Okay. uh, Can people become more present than than they presently are? Can they learn how to be? Can they be? Can they learn how to be present and uh, and less aloof? To be honest, uh, from my limited experience, I feel like first of all. I don't know if it's ever worth it, but secondly, I think that it's probably everyone will be present if they want to be. If it's ever worth it, what do you mean? Like I'm saying, like uh, if somebody is just that aloof person, mm-hmm. like really you're gonna, you really want to change because there's people you, I'm sure you've met them mm-hmm. just in general, and you're yeah. not even in a relationship with them yeah. who are just aloof people. Yeah. This is who they are. And maybe they're a certain type of artist or a, mm-hmm. um, a mad scientist. And they're just always <laughs> thinking both. about something. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of comedy, a little bit of comedy. But they're, they're always thinking about something else. And they're just very aloof people. They're mm-hmm. always sort of staring off into the distance. And then they give you a nugget of like genius or, or all of a sudden they say something to you where you're like, wow, you're, you totally know me and you're obs- observant. You know exactly what's going on. But you're always in another world, yeah. it seems. And that's that person. Let them be. Yeah. Like, do not try to change them. What's the point? So that's where I'm saying it's probably not worth it. If you're not, if they're not meeting your needs in that way, forget it. You know, (laughs) go find someone who's going to be a little bit more doting or a little bit more in tune. Attentive. Yeah, and attentive. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that person's not in tune. 
because they probably they could be, but but you can't see it. You so can't see it, so forget it. They're not speaking the yeah. best language. Someone else is going to be more than happy with that, you know. But then, on the level of they're not showing it, but they understand it. Again, why are you going to try to make that happen? Do you have a counterpoint? Uh, no, I don't think you should force it at all. But I do think if the person that you're with has expressed a desire to be more connected and perhaps they don't have the tools to do that, there are tools that can come into play. Interesting. Now, Since tell we have me, no information from this questioner. Tell me you Google tools. <laughs> no, I did not Google tools. I looked There's it up a screwdriver. On Wikipedia. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm not using Google. I'm getting a little bit more specific. Yeah. User-generated Wikipedia. Absolutely. We know that's factually based, right? <laughs> so, no, I just kind of thought about, like, how, how do I become more present? And it's, you know, things like mindfulness practices, like meditation and breathing exercises, and just literally trying to feel like I'm in my body in the space. So that's you um, being present with you, but that you think is going to bleed into the relationship? 100%. If you're grounded and present in yourself and you're able to control all the other noise spilling in uh, so that you can be aware so of we're, your surroundings. So we're, we're speaking to the idea that this person is just distracted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's say they're distracted or they're stressed out or mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff happening in their life right. and they want to be able to tune down the noise to be present for themselves, be present for the other people who they care right. about. Those are the ways, I think. Okay. Is there, do you have more ideas? Physical activity can help. Okay. Uh, soccer game. Soccer, running, jumping, Tennis. Sweating. If you guys play tennis together. Yeah, absolutely. Mutual activities. Go for walks. Mm-hmm. You know, talk and walk. That's the best. Have and you ever done your... the talk and walk? Uh, I love, I've done that, I suppose. Um, and not recently. But a bike and chike, chike. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Biking and chatting, uh, whatever. Bike and chike. (laughs) (laughs) Here we've coined a new term. Trying to come up with a new... If you do the bike and chike, um, (laughs) that can work as well. But, of course, you're going a little quicker than walking. Yeah. Um, Yelling into the wind. Yeah. But... uh, Leave your phone at home because, you know, then mm. you can just, uh, you're so bored, you have to talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, this is another thing too, like shut out outside distractions, put mm. your phones away for a little while each evening and just connect however you want to. Now, if if this other person um, absolutely like with these strategies is just like, eh, I, I just don't want to go for the walk or I don't want to, you know. A, a good if, and and you're like they're so hot they're so attractive I'm really enjoying things with them um, I don't want to give this up just yet there is one last strategy which is uh, just be obnoxious like and I don't mean in a horrible way but in a way where you're like uh, like if you're a, a girl lingerie all the time you know throwing <laughs> yourself at you know like things that making sure he likes things being willing to do anything you know um making food just desperately get seeking attention in any way possible buying gifts i don't know (laughs) extravagant presents extravagant gifts you know um if what else do people like you know you can always do begging you know if you really need to you can get to the point of begging uh like i like to you know I'll write a song, you know, like I'll, I'll like, and make sure that like, even if it's things that I'm not interested in, I'll put that in the song. You know what I mean? Um, take the, we talked about traveling last episode, take the person on a trip. Very expensive vacation. Even a better trick is to claim that you're going to take them on a trip 
and so that they're always looking forward to it and just be like next year carrot. for christmas it's the yeah. carrot you, you have that carrot there this way you're you're keeping them there but also you can like sometimes dangle that when you're not getting enough attention mm-hmm. these are all other healthy ways to um <laughs> st- kind of trick somebody into giving you the attention that you de- oh, oh so desire. What's the male equivalent of this strategy? Yeah, so like I was mentioning things girls could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, what are, uh, what can men do to attract women? I think this is a good thing for you to feel because like I would only be able to guess at what a woman wants. I think like also wear lingerie. Uh, just wear sexy, <laughs> like no. tight things that, and just let the balls hang out the side. Start working out. Uh, don't yeah, wear a shirt fitter. at home. Oh, just have the sexy pecs and the mm-hmm. six pack. Yeah. Wear like those jogging pants that are like low enough that you can see your G.I. Joe legs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? G.I. Joe legs. What you know is- that? Muscle part, like I'm trying to indicate because nobody can even see. These what are I'm doing the, right the, now. the the muscles that are in the front of those. No, no, it's like the part where your legs and hips attach. Like oh, that, those lines yeah. before the crotch. Se- those are like I call those. I've heard them called. I don't call them that. Sex muscles. Sex muscles. Yeah, because they're from thrusting. They're are they so hot? Oh yeah, that's so sexy. And now with the women these days and their bikinis, they're wearing. They have thigh uh, cleavage. Thigh. Google cleavage. that. Yeah, it's like that line. Between like that leads to their vagina basically from the that's called and they stand a certain way and they have the high waisted uh, bikini bottoms uh-huh. to have that thigh, thigh cleavage. cleavage. So that's uh, a new fad. Interesting. In the last couple of years, but um, or like take out the recycling without being asked. Ooh, I was gonna say the like as I did I mention making a nice meal for oral him, sex thing? like. With no time forever. limit, forever. forever, forever, and anytime she seems to be stressed out, just like it's okay, a finger. it's okay. No, oh, no, just like it's. Oh, good. this is a whole other. I'm thing. in no rush. I have a yeah. jug of water beside me, so my mouth doesn't yeah. dry out. I'm just yeah. gonna go down on you for the good part of this afternoon. I just love lapping away. Yeah. Um, cook a fantastic meal. Oh yes, cook. every cook night food. of the week. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, and then I think if they're still aloof, then you should leave. At that point. <laughs> <laughs> if if all of your desperation hasn't amounted to anything and they're still like whatever, frankly, they're playing the best game. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, maybe we should all be more aloof if this is yeah, really actually what they're will just happen. going like this is perfect. They're I'm playing gonna be hundred percent right more. I could not be aloof if I tried. Do you know that about me? Oh, no, it's not. It's not a thing I can do. I I think uh, I don't even think I could fake it. I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn, but. I think I'm pretty good at it. You're, you're very good at being aloof. <laughs> I, I can pull it off. I don't know. I think if you have all these amazing skills to give someone, you should probably just give them to someone who wants them. Mm-hmm. If you've tried to connect and tried to see if they want to connect and it's clear that they don't, don't waste your time doing yeah. all of these but things. But do not sit down and say, hey, I'm not feeling that you're present enough in this relationship. Like that's I that's the dumb. And I think you probably would say that you could have that conversation. <laughs> I think I probably have had that conversation. Yeah. I'm saying again, don't bother. Don't do it. Just but make sure that they because they may not know any better. Mm-hmm. So just double check, have a conversation. The only thing is, you know, look, you might sit down and you might say, Hey babe, hey, um, isn't it? I somehow try to come come around the side with the conversation. And just be like, yeah, relationships are so crazy. Like you know, uh, Dan and Marie, uh, they seem to be like he's really he really dotes on her. Like he's really active in the relationship and stuff like that. And um, what what are your thoughts on being present in a relationship? You know, and he might be like, 
alarm bells, you know, mm-hmm. because he knows he's aloof in the relationship because yeah. he knows he he like shouldn't be present. I mean, should be more present, but he doesn't want to be. So he'll be like, um, yeah, well, I don't know, to each their own, I guess, eh? And <laughs> if you get from that that he doesn't understand presence, then you might start putting in the effort to... Uh, I would say that if he doesn't understand presence or feigns that he doesn't understand presence, you can just break up with him. Yeah, walk away. I'm going to agree with you there. Ding, 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 ding. We should have a bell for that. Yeah, when we come to a point of agreement. Okay, question number two. Are you ready for it? I'm ready, baby. Okay. My husband, this is very specific, just FYI. This, you're going to like this I one. love it. But it's long, so you got to pay attention, okay, Joel? What? I know. I know. I'm sorry. My husband recently came clean with me that he didn't have the bravery or want to hurt me over a decade ago, and he married me rather than calling it off. <laughs> he admitted that the judgment of others was crippling and outweighed the truth hidden within. He's been hiding this secret, and I'm sure it's been very difficult. We've raised three children. The first two years of our marriage were a massive adjustment for both of us, sending him into bouts of anxiety and depression. Not knowing the story behind it, I went into fixing and pad the room mode, wanting to support him through his emotional ups and downs. Now that I know the truth, he's pushing for separation with co-parenting the children as a team and keeping them as our focus. While I'm all for this, all of me is completely broken over this new truth. He wants to see other people. He's my person. I lived and built and breathed all I am into us, and I'm feeling incredibly hurt, abandoned, and angry. Do you have any advice for me? My head keeps going to dark and jealous places, not wanting him to have it his way, but also wanting him to be happy. Next question. (laughs) Joel is stumped. Well, uh, I, we got to sort of narrow what this question is. I think she's essentially asking how she can move on from this because... Because she, there's no... There's no changing this person's mind. Right. This guy's like been really clear. Not only am I not happy now, but I have not been happy Ugh. ever in this relationship in the Man. way that I want to be happy. This is a, a, a is the term an apocryphal tale? Like This is something that all, like we have a lot of these questions that... That's where this is where they're leading, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, be honest. Like, don't worry about other people's opinions. Just so, and this is exactly why I think it's good for us to answer the relationship questions first. Don't sell. Don't sell <laughs> me on the. This is a marriage advice podcast, and I will never say otherwise. I will never budge. Okay, fine, fair. But <laughs> this is totally. We were talking before about how important it is to know yourself. Mm. Right, And the self-awareness piece is so essential to making all your other relationships work, romantic or otherwise. Yeah. Because if you cannot be authentic and true with what you need and want, this is how it was, what happens. You yeah. end up in this situation for years where you're unhappy and maybe at first you don't exactly know where the unhappiness is coming from. You think it's the pressure of being married in general, but it's actually because yeah. you are not married to the right person. And then there are children in the mix and like, what a disaster. Man, in those first two years, what could have been done differently? You know, where yeah. you, not this, this is our, our asker should not be, doesn't need to think about this. No. But for people that need to kind of, you know, that are married and things are going crazy. Come like, clean. Just be like, hey, w- what is happening? Like, you can be honest with me. Yeah. It's not going to, that's better now than, than later. Um, so but, let's but go back. But then also, like, if they can't be honest with themselves, how are they supposed to be honest with their partners, right? And if they right. are not self-aware, they don't actually know what's wrong. But there's like a, this fear 
from what we got in this question, a fear of, of the, like the expectations of others that we're not even in the relationship. Mm, I know. But I think a lot of people feel that pressure yeah, too, that like how they're supposed to behave and how they're supposed to be. And, and you, you know, um, yeah, societal, but like probably more communal, like mm-hmm. the community you're part of and they're going, Ooh, yeah. are you getting married? Yeah. And it's just like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> but I will, you know. But let's focus on her. Yeah, so the question, I still don't, I still need a, a little bit more focus on what the question actually is. So she wants to know how to handle these feelings. Well, she's feeling jealous and angry, and rightfully so, Fair. I would say, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess she wants to know, like, how, what does she do? How does she move forward? Right. Like her heart is broken because presumably she did like this guy enough to want to spend the rest of her life with yeah. him. This was, uh, I mean, it, like we could talk to your experience of the 10 years thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, of course, had to make a mad dash. Yeah. And um, like that's going to be, I'm sure, incredibly challenging for anyone. Yeah, it's the worst. It's like death, actually. And nobody talks about that when they talk about divorce. They're right. like, oh, everyone does it. The kids are resilient. You'll get through it. It's worse than grieving because mm. people consciously made those choices. I mean, we've all had a breakup after two years, three years, and mm-hmm. you want to just die. And sometimes you can't eat. Yeah. Like 10 years yeah. where yeah. You're, you're building a life. Like the goal of this 10-year marriage was to be married, to, to build like three kids. Like yeah. There was an expectation of a long-term thing. Yeah. And... Everything you're doing is for the the unit. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so then, now and what? As it comes apart, it's not just like you're not just grieving the loss of this person that you've loved. Mm-hmm. You're grieving the loss of your home that you've created. You're grieving the loss of your children because now you only get to see them half the time. You're grieving the loss of the person that you knew yourself to be in the context of this relationship. Right. Because you do start to define yourself in terms of the relationship, even if you are trying not to be codependent. And it's shocking to have to start from scratch. But in this case, we're hearing that, um, you know, there is a lot that is going to be maintained. Well, yeah, it sounds like they're very consciously addressing this and coming apart in a healthy way. It's not like she's busted him in the middle of an affair, right? (laughs) One of the hardest things is to accept that it is happening, and that there's nothing you can do to change that it's happening. Right. And not only that, but you have to also endeavor to stop wondering why it's happening. Yeah. What's happening for the other person? Why are, why are they choosing this? What are they thinking? Or, or even anything to do with what could I have done differently? What could you have done differently? Because it doesn't matter. How real was any part of my life with this person? Right. All of those things are going to be questions that she'll be asking. Because I'm sure you end up you know, how could I have been such an idiot? Yeah, there's you know, a lot of shame self, attached to it yeah, and like self-deprecation. Or, yep, yeah, absolutely. I should have known better. I should have seen it. But really the responsibility of, of the the lie, the mm-hmm. living a lie thing is yeah. on this guy. Absolutely, there's, yeah. There's no, yes, in those two years I did touch on what could she have done, but it doesn't matter. It She did her best to try she to did. do what the plan was, absolutely, which is to make this relationship work. Yeah, and she gave of herself. She created a home. She and built then love. This guy was going well. He wasn't doing his job, which was yeah, just being honest. And I think we can guess that it wasn't horrible for him to be in this scenario. You know, it sounds like he had a lovely life, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and there there was probably more to gain 
in main, maintaining the relationship. Mm-hmm, then like, I'm sure it wasn't uh, a poisonous. By the sounds of it, it wasn't a poisonous. No, it doesn't uh, sound like thing. it was toxic. So that's good. So I don't, I mean, acceptance is so key. And acceptance means not being stuck in the, what is he thinking? Why did he do this? It's no. like understanding that you may never have clear answers that will feel like resolution in that way. Having no experience and uh, not knowing what I'm talking about, my suggestion would be, and but I think it, this probably isn't a bad idea, is to focus on these. You're going to feel those things. Those things are going to be there, but uh, but focus on the these the positive aspects that you can focus on in all of this, which mm-hmm. is the co-parenting thing. Yep, and the 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 wanting to maintain some level of relationship. Like this guy isn't saying, I'm out, bye. Yeah, you know, no, I that's think over. It sounds like he wants to be able to still be good friends to yeah. each other. And, and and the honesty that's happening now, as hard as it is, is probably still for the best. Yeah, I think that there should know? be some, I know this is probably hard to access, but some amount of gratitude for him being transparent now before things got ugly and she walked in on something she never wanted right. to see. You and know, even after 10 years, you go, was it a waste? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I, I would, I, I think I've spoken ill of having children or touching your children <laughs> uh, or having any sort of real relationship with children. But that they're probably a good thing. Yeah. And you're probably happy you have these little munchkins or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's there's this movement out there called the Conscious Uncoupling Movement. Have you heard of Ugh. this? I know. I knew you were going to do that. Well, it's because it's, it's one Gwyneth of Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow's stupid things. Yeah. But it's actually not such a stupid thing. Um, and it's, it is exactly what's happening in this scenario where people are coming to each other and saying, this is not going to work anymore. And it's before anyone's been lied to in a huge way or betrayed in a physical way. And they're saying, you know, I want to be able to do this with as much peace and harmony as we can and keeping the kids as untouched by it as they can be. Um, and so I would suggest that she looks into that because it's actually quite positive. And there's, there's tools in the book that can actually help you resolve your feelings of anger and betrayal as well and there's like some really good self-work tips in there too in addition to the kinds of conversations that you need to have with your soon-to-be ex i found it very powerful so gwyneth paltrow or no i did enjoy it yeah i mean that's something that certainly sounds uh like a reasonable thing to look into but this still doesn't entirely address these um probably really visceral feelings is that a good word Mm -hmm. Uh, visceral feelings of jealousy and i would assume there's got to be anger in there oh yeah we were talking about the morning and i feel like uh you know i think she's got to go get a really hot guy (laughs) yeah maybe in due time she's got to distract herself with some uh (laughs) sweet piece of tail i can't say that's a bad idea now now (laughs) Go now. Well, maybe not right now. But I will say, you know, that is probably, you know, might be fun. Um, and then she can go, who cares what he's doing? And, uh, you know, I'm having a lovely time. It's hard. It's not going to be, no, that's never going to be an easy, uh, no. those feelings don't go away in an instant. But, um, it, 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 Boy, dating sucks. Yeah, marriage can be worse. Like if, but if you you're ten, ten years in, you got to go back into the whole mm-hmm. dating world. Yeah, I know. So what? I, I lived this. So what are the tips <laughs> for 
because I mean, she's not asking about this. No, she's not. She's, I think she's at the point where she literally has no idea what to do. Like one foot in front of the other is a challenge at this point. And for me, like the only thing I could do was just stay in the feelings that I had and just be in them and feel them and feel that like terror of being alone and like not knowing where my future was headed, not knowing whether or not I would ever find lasting love. If he's again. supportive, can she talk to him about these things? No, she should not. She no. should resist that wholeheartedly. She needs to mm. find her people. Mm. I would say find an awesome therapist if she has access to such things. And just like this is the this is her time to remember who she was before the relationship happened right. and who she wants to be moving forward. Should she lay it on her children? No, and this is another point I have. This is like one of the hardest things. When things are coming apart and it's not your choice. Mm. The best thing you can do regardless of the circumstances is to neutralize any kind of blame on either one of the parents. So like when we were, we touched on your circumstance, it felt like uh, after 10 years you had to vamoose Mm -hmm. and you didn't really have access to the, uh, the relationship like as far as being able to go like, hey, I'm feeling bombed. Can we talk about it? Yeah, no, there, it wasn't a good coming apart. Right. So now in this case, it is a good coming apart, but yeah. you're suggesting no, don't talk to this guy about it. But like she, the thing is, it sounds like th- that there is going to be a lot of communication that has to happen mm-hmm. with this fella. Yep. I mean, there Should is... Should they be drunk every time it happens? Definitely not. Okay. Never. No drunk texting. Um, there are therapists who can help people move through breakup as well. So you would suggest to have a mediator mm-hmm. involved in most of the yep. all of these things. Yeah. Even if they're like amicable. Yeah, I because mean, she has to get used to amicability him. Amicability one-sided at least because she, she's mad. Yeah, she has to get used to him not being that person anymore. Right. She needs to find somebody else who's going to be her go-to when she needs a sounding board or when she needs to vent about her emotion. And honestly, the best person for that job is herself. But, you know, it's important to have closeness and connection too. I leaned hard into my girlfriends during that time. And they loved every minute of yes, it. Yes, they did. Girls love that stuff. They <laughs> well, love being I think, supportive. I think everyone reaches a point where they're really done hearing me cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to like spread that out amongst the people. But get a, If you don't have a lot of girlfriends, get a lot of new ones. Yeah. Because you're going to well, be crying, baby. And I was like, yeah. Like, the, I mean, as much tragedy and heartbreak and devastation as there is here, and let's not diminish that, there's also opportunity. And I'm now at the space where I have found like – who I am again and what is important to me and what I want to do with the rest of my life. And that was really powerful. And to know that I survived that breakup as well, like she will get to this point too, where she'll realize how resilient she is and Mm -hmm. what a fierce mama she is to her kids and like can still give them a sense of home regardless of where she ends up. But in this uh, scenario, and and it was a long question, but I think I may have been giving this guy a little bit more benefit of the doubt because he could still be being a dickhead. Maybe. Even if he's being honest about the 10 years thing. Maybe. Like he could just, he could be like, yeah, I never loved you for 10 years. We were together. Yeah. Like that's kind of rude to. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the way the question was worded that that would have probably come out if that were the case. Yeah. She seemed to be protective of him even in asking these questions. So. Right. Maybe well, it's good. So I, conscious I, uncoupling. I would, and I, and I would say, uh, I agree with you as far as, you know, as much as you have to talk to this guy about 
how to maintain the, you know, the co-parenting and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The, the least amount of interaction is maybe better. Well, keep the conversations right now just logistical and yeah. about what's going to happen get with the kids. The, get and, the distance. Get the emotional yeah, distance. Take some space. Because if you feel like you still you still have a um, conduit, you know, to, with this person mm-hmm. between you guys where you can send and receive, it'll be so much harder because he's going to be definitely sending into some other people. And you don't want to, you know, kind of still feel reliant or that you still want something from yeah, him or not, with him. It's not going to make it easier on her. Yeah, just separate, do, do, the, do a hard cut, not in a rude or obnoxious yeah. or mean way, but just be like, no, I mean, uh, you know, and because you never know, uh, he might be more than happy to also have some of the creature comforts of the relationship still. Like, oh, we'll have dinner together as a family or we'll do this as a family. We can still be family-ish. I like that. And, and maybe that's like uh, kind of a s- not helping me out type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting scenario. Like he he's still getting the pleasure of the unit and yet you're sitting there sort of devastated yeah. and it's not helping you Move forward, uh, move forward move on, or find heal something new. or anything like that. Yeah. You're sitting there going, well, I love this. Yeah. I want this. How, how am I supposed to move past this when it's thrown in my face constantly? So yeah. it might be a good idea to just say, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, you have to redefine what your boundaries yeah, are in you, terms you, of... You've made this choice. No, you're not coming over for dinner. Yeah. You can have the kids. Yeah, and days. you know, down the road when everyone is feeling more whole and more healed, there's not, no reason to say that you can't still come together for holidays and stuff. Sure. But they have to be willing also to accept any other future partners into that mix if everyone still wants yeah. to celebrate in that way. Yeah. So, but that's way down the road. Take some time. Yeah, take some time take to yourself. Time to separate properly. Just like do what you would do if someone you loved suddenly died. Like you can't rush the grieving process. You have to just nurture it and yeah. give it its time. Yeah. Good. Good. Good luck. Yeah. God, I feel you so hard. I nothing has been crazier in my life than that experience. Um, Kat would like to come give you a hug. Yes, I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. Um, Our next question is a lot more fun. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is from a married couple. Ooh, perfect. Mm-hmm. How can I begin to explore kink with an otherwise vanilla partner? That's it? That's it. How can I explore kink from an otherwise vanilla partner? Mm, Yeah. How do you bring that up without making them nervous or resistant? Do we know that this... We don't know anything. But is is this person um, already resistant to the kink like we don't know that like maybe have you even tried to touch their bum hole you know yeah i don't know that we have those specific is is that send a quick message have you is that kinky here's here's a great question like what is kink what is considered kinky i i think any butthole butt play um is would not be considered vanilla it's chocolate if anything oh god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it wouldn't be considered vanilla, right? But wouldn't it? it w- Times I'm, are a changing, Joel. No, I'm not saying it's crazy. <laughs> but I'm saying but if we're going to take vanilla, like I'm thinking... And like what's vanilla? Is it just I'm like missionary, missionary P&V sex only? Missionary P&V, 
Um, there's going to be some oral, but nothing crazy. Um, like very, What's crazy oral? Very polite oral. Like I'm saying, like no, <laughs> nothing's dripping anywhere during this. It's very, everything's clean and neat. You know, the sheets are dry. That's um, not good oral then. <laughs> right. Um, there's going to be uh, probably doggy style. But only on you the know, weekends? Some spanking, maybe some light spanking. Light spanking is vanilla in your world. You think it shouldn't be vanilla? Well, I don't you know. Think I think some people would say that any kind of spanking is kink. Okay. It just seems like a natural thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think you could probably get away with three or four positions. Like on top is probably still somewhat vanilla. Uh huh. You know? Okay. Um, so this is just us defining vanilla at this point. So if anything beyond that, and uh, what were you going to say? So A, know what your vanilla is, and B, know what your kink would be. Like what do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? But also, um, another interesting way to come at this question is which, like, it's different for men and women. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a lot of the times women are a lot more passive in bed. Is that not true? I don't know. I know some you're women, probably a real firecracker. Some women are very passive in bed. I think most women are somewhat <laughs> passive in bed. Um, and they, you know, rely on a man to sort of lead and, and guide things. So, you know. But even that's kink. Just being passive. That dominant, submissive okay. dynamic. Yes and no. I mean, if you're... <laughs> If you're so uh, submissive, but if you're just like whatever you want, I'm I'm really quite indifferent. You know, that's not kink. That's just indifference. Um, <laughs> that sounds boring. Yeah, but I'll do anything. Just let me know. You know. All right, babe. Uh, <clears throat> here's my creativity. I have to be creative. Anyway, so but this is my point. Uh, how as a woman do you? Uh, make a man more kinky. Okay, so I know that this question was asked by a woman. Okay. So there you go. So I feel like it's even more of a challenge. Is it? Because you're dealing with an ego, Mm -hmm. which, you know, oftentimes you're probably not dealing with that in the same way with a woman. I think it's okay to say to your partner that like you really love the status quo, but you're looking at a lifetime of having sex with each other, mm-hmm. so therefore you want to do things to have it be more interesting and diverse mm-hmm. and you know, it's like playful approach to sex instead of just kind of I don't know how being predictable. Like I don't it. know who this guy is that you know, if you start doing something a little bit more exciting Okay, guys, some guys get intimidated by toys, but if you start something more exciting, it, he he's going to go, no, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought we were just going to do missionary again. Yeah, well, like, I think, you know. Who is this nerd? Some of this stuff you can't spring on people, let's just say. Okay, uh, what, like what? I don't know. This is it. I'm like, first to find your kink. Like, you need to know what, what kind of kinky things you'd like to try. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to use examples or else it's... <laughs> <laughs> Jill's just trying to make me say dirty words. No, but like, like, what do you okay, want? So a vibrating cock ring? No, let's say she wants to be like tied up. Okay. And not just tied up, but like tied up with elaborate Japanese style rope 
that's like you got to take a you got to look at a YouTube video at least for that. Right? So there is planning involved, there's a lot right? Of work. There might be some workshops. Why are they doing it? Do they want to take photos that way? Is it just for like bedroom okay, accessories? This this isn't this isn't this is beyond like it's not beyond kink, but that's like that's a job. Like that's way she wants to be tied up. I, well, I don't know. I'm just throwing out suggestions. You said you wanted. Yeah, this was examples. a lot of this. Was, this okay, maybe one, maybe they want to be spanked, but they want to be spanked with different instruments. Like they, those, instead one of, of those a hand, things a, like a flog or a paddle or right, okay. a crop. Yeah. So uh, now she has to introduce the crop. But if it, I mean, kink can just be like dress up and role play. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like crazy PVC, PVC nurses' outfits mm. or. Yeah, this could involve like sex toys, as you mentioned. I feel like you'd like butt play. We always we know about you know communication, blah blah blah, communicate, blah blah blah. But like, how hard it feels like it. It's probably going to be silly at first. Of or course, whatever, it will be. But, but there, like, you should be able to laugh at yourself have in a the good bedroom. time and be silly. Yeah, and goof off. Yeah, goof around, especially if you're know? married. Oh my gosh, like yeah. you're going to see all the shit with each other. Literally. Now, it, now is there? <laughs> you know, it's, especially if you get really kinky. Um, is there, yeah, what if she wants him to poop on her chest? Well, again, it's not for me to say if that's a good idea or not, but they have, uh, that's a big ask. Like, yeah. I mean, like maybe you want to start smaller first. I, one thing I would do is just like think about his diet, you know, <laughs> like especially if you are uh, maybe cooking a lot, oh you know, just burritos. <laughs> Um, tacos. <laughs> okay, no, we can't. We have to pull the plug on this. I can't. I can't. Yeah, and then plug it with something, then pull the plug just in the right me. moment. <laughs> um, anyway, I read a really nice article, Joel. You just said, I can't talk about poop. I can't talk about poop. It's just not, I'm not going to do well, it. Well, apparently she's into it, so. Well, she's not, though. She said nothing of the sort. <laughs> this article from wearyourvoicemag.com. Mm-hmm. Was uh, tips to explore kink responsibly. It was written by someone named Ash Fisher. It was really cool. I, I thought they had some good suggestions. Okay. So there are books you can buy, for example, if you right. wanted to start reading, and that could be fun. Like you could read well, about it, it together like and she, be yeah, like, she oh. knows what she wants, uh, or does she? But just leave the books lying around. Yeah. So there's a really good one um, called The Ultimate Guide to Kink. Mm-hmm. And it's by Tristan Taramino, who used to be a porn star and then she became a sex educator. Gross. <laughs> Go on. Um, uh, there's also a website, it's like a social media platform called FetLife. So anyone who's into fetishistic stuff or kink can meet up there and you can go to like social gatherings and just hang out with kinky people, not doing kinky things, just like hanging out and socializing Hmm. and chat with them about your interest in getting involved in. in But this is great for her sort of, but it's not solving, like if he, like he's not going to go. No, he's yeah, not going to go to a meetup. Let's go to a group meet when I don't even want you touching my bum. Yeah. So I think it starts at home mm-hmm. with a book maybe that you're mm-hmm. reading together and you're like, well, I kind of like that idea. What do you think about that? And right. if there's resistance, you talk about why. Like what, what is it that you're resisting? Some people, some men people in particular, yeah. feel like sex should just be organic and that there shouldn't be bells and whistles attached. Right. Which is fine a lot of the time, but sometimes like you just... It's like if you go to an ice cream bar, you could have just the vanilla, vanilla ice cream, yeah. or you could put all that other shit on top of it and have a party. Like it's really you quite know, that simple. I I feel like it depends. Like these people are married, as you say, mm-hmm. and you know, like for me, it's always been like I haven't really been in fifteen year relationships or you know years on years. I feel like you. How do you not? 
eventually do want to kind of explore and do things that are more playful. Like yeah. if it's in the first week, sure. I feel like it's a little much. Sure. You know, like you, you well, shouldn't we just figure out how this, the two of us works? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, down the road, like, I mean, yeah, how are you going to be years into a relationship and be like, well, we'll do the same exact thing we've done every other night. Mm -hmm. This time, you know, a slight variation on the theme, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, uh, what was the last? Oh, you, this is, yeah, you mentioned uh, going to an ice cream bar. And that gave me an idea that maybe what she should do is... (laughs) Is say like, hey babe, you really like vanilla sex, and he'll be like, yeah, I don't think we need anything more than that. And she goes, are you sure? And he's naked at the time. And you take vanilla ice cream, scoop it out, and throw that on his chest, and go, is that all you want? And it's it's cold, but he doesn't want to move because he doesn't <laughs> want to get the the sheets dirty with the, the you know with all this vanilla ice cream. And you eat a little bit off the chest. Mm, this tastes good. Then you get some sprinkles. You throw those on the chest, <laughs> right? You get some maraschino cherries. You throw those on the, and you just make this big mess, and then and then you're you're squishing it all around on him, and he's going, "What is happening here?" You know, <laughs> and then so your suggestion is to turn him into an ice cream sundae. Basically, the first kink you should do is ice cream kink, food play. Yeah, okay, and get it smushed around, and get it in your fingers, put it in his mouth, and then just. Bone, just bone with also messy with all sorts yeah. of ice cream anywhere. And if he's going to go like, like I think that'll send a message where he'll be like, okay, I get it, it's on, <laughs> it's on. And you'll be like, oh, I love all this ice cream, but I wish we had a banana. And then you, that's his penis, and and then you, you. But it's not an actual banana. No, it's just his penis. Okay, like so you, we're not getting go, that. Like you go, how, this food. is my oh. Ooh, look at there it is, my big old banana. Oh like, my god. <laughs> maybe don't say big ol'. Big ol'. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, well here's the thing also with kink. This so. banana isn't very ripe, it's so hard. Oh dear god. And green. Why is this green? <laughs> no, stop. Abandon ship. <laughs> I think some people might be unwilling to explore certain aspects of kink because there is um, some power dynamics that can be threatening or challenging. Oh, maybe she's coming, she's going, oh, I want to dominate you. Well, yeah, and like you need to be real clear about where the resistance lies. And Mm. then if you can move past that, just start exploring slowly. Talk about things that might be possible. You can watch some porn together too and be like, I kind of like that. What do you think? Or right. And that was another thought that I had, which was like, because we don't have enough information, it could be that you just need to mention it and he's probably disgusting and uh, <laughs> wants to do anything you suggest. You know, he might be. He just needs the permission. Yeah. You never know. He might be afraid. Like, he could have been in a relationship with someone that was just like, what are you doing? Every time he tried to move her leg, you know what I mean? And so he's just like, okay, women hate interesting sex. So we'll just do this normal thing. (laughs) Just for the record, that is not true. Women (laughs) women do not hate interesting sex. (laughs) Oh, I'll just do this normal thing that, uh, you know, and then, you know, you're sitting there going, and it could be. Maybe there was the nature of the relationship early on was mm-hmm. that because yep. maybe you were more shy then. And totally. now you're going, ooh, I, I want to actually experience things because I realize that life is short. Yes. And uh, so, you know. It's just opening the floodgates it, would, could happen. 
Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, go for it. They could try like once a month introducing some new element into sex. Yeah, make it structured. That's fun. Everyone can take turns. Maybe get an app where you, uh, you know, <laughs> write down, okay, I guess we have to try this okay, today. Okay, but here's the thing. Like if, if, if you're with someone for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. there has to be some kind of actual effort put into maintaining an awesome sex life. Right. And there is structure involved in that, especially if you start having kids and that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. It's like you have to actually schedule sex sometimes when you have children at home. Use Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get sponsored by Evernote. We've got to get a sponsor. Thank you, Evernote. Um, but yeah, sure. And I didn't. I did mean to actually make a joke of that. Yeah, I know. You but did. <laughs> <laughs> I fine. shouldn't say I didn't mean to. But I, I did because. But I feel like it can still be somewhat spontaneous as of far course. as which day you don't need to you d- decide that, which day of the month. Yeah. And like each person can be responsible for bringing in the new thing, whatever it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like yeah. a little surprise. Yeah. Like you go to the It's like a kinder shop. egg. And by the way, it does you don't even have to necessarily buy something from the sex shop. You can be like, ooh. You don't even have to go to a sex shop anymore. You can buy all that stuff from the privacy of your own home. But you could be sitting there like, you know, as a guy, you can be Googling different things and you could be like, oh, wow, I'm, maybe I'm going to try, I can't think of anything, but this thing to do with my hand, mm-hmm. you know, yep. fisting. Wow. <laughs> See, that's a really good intro into kink. Let's go from zero, <laughs> zero to fisting. This is a uh, barely fitting, dear. <laughs> zero to fisting, the Joel Van Vliet guide to kink. But you know, everyone introduces their own thing, uh, like you say. Uh, yes. Whenever the time comes, um, yeah, I, it, it sh- doesn't seem like it should be that big of a problem. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this question: If he decides that he cannot handle this kink. And he is not interested and is just like, babe, I like to lay on top of you horizontally and move into you for a while and then go to sleep. Think about the queen. So what happens? Mm, I think we both know what will happen. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have boring sex for the rest of your life. Mm. Or like they don't get break up, but maybe she's got to start looking elsewhere for satisfaction. So he, so she. Oh my goodness! Like your partner should not ever do things that they are uncomfortable with doing. But there's got to be some kind of meeting in the middle, you know. Yeah. Like there has to at least be the willingness to be playful and explorative, even if you don't want to get into like hardcore bondage or like beatings or whatever. It seems you know. Se- <laughs> maybe I he's- love these casual hardcore bondage <laughs> or beatings. What? <laughs> um. All these other, like, just these normal things that people do all the time. Um, <laughs> Some people find that extremely normal. Beatings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Loving beatings, of course. Yep. Normal. It is, that is, that is strange to Beatings. <laughs> so, um, but, <laughs> but the way you said it. You know, uh, bondage or beatings, you know, beat the shit out of someone. And uh, I do actually you know. have that Evernote checklist in my Evernote files. Kink checklist? No, it's a sex bucket list. Actually, this is a good idea. This is what they should do. They should each go away and make a sexual bucket list of right. things that they have not yet done that they are curious about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to do them ever. Right. Maybe right. There, there are things that are really just left best in fantasy land, mm-hmm. fr- frankly. Like, there are some things you should probably never realize, but... Like nasal sex, because it's... Penis is probably not going to fit in her nose anyway. No. So why bother try? Yeah. But people still do it, and, and that's just crazy to me. Or aural sex, A-U-R-A-L. The ear is also a quite small hole. Mm-hmm. So it's just like these things. And yes, it is a little bit 
hot to lick someone's ear a little bit. There are sensations there, but they're not going to orgasm. So you can have a little bit of oral sex that way. Don't try to put a penis in there. It's not going to go that far. So, no. But these are things that could be disappointing. It, they could be, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sex bucket list, that's a fun one, too. You can use Evernote for it, or you can just write it down so no one ever finds it. But I find it absolutely insane, and and almost I can't even believe it, that there's a guy out there that's not going to be a little bit more adventurous. Like, if it's vanilla, like, I'm not saying beatings or you know really over the top stuff i don't know but just going a little bit further trying new things mm-hmm. really there's there's going to be someone out there that's going to be like ooh i don't want to i'm not comfortable with that ugh i don't know that's weird to me <laughs> <laughs> no I'm judgment sh- here i'm folks. sure that i'm sure that person <laughs> exists but that's weird like the, really you don't, you don't there are to... both men and women who are really very conservative conservative sexually you're with somebody you're having a good time like, uh, whatever. Weird. Well, those people don't listen to this show, I'm sure. I hope not. If you are listening to this show and you are that wacky and conservative, just stop listening. <laughs> we don't need your ears. You're not going to get this stuff anyway. We're so <laughs> forward-thinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, just uh, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Yeah. That's right. Life is short. Yeah. Have all like, the kinky sex that you like what both is the want problem? to have. Put a finger in. So <laughs> um, <laughs> this is I Do and I Don't Show. You've been listening to. We uh, get our questions at I Do and I Don't Show at gmail.com. And we want you to send us questions. I know you've got them. I know you're listening to this podcast going, boy, this is uh, something that's been a burning question. Hey, maybe this is something that happened in the past and you still don't have an answer for it. We could answer that. Mm-hmm. You know, or you're going through something right now, we'd love to answer it. Marriage questions or questions that uh, you can somehow rationalize that could be marriage questions or any relationship questions. Mm-hmm. Kat's very liberal with the definition of marriage advice. <laughs> um, I'm very liberal with the definition of marriage as well. <laughs> there you go. So you get you got a real lib sitting on the couch. But listen. Um, follow us. I do and I don't show. Uh, it's we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and um, we'd love you to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love for you to rate and uh, give us a review. Yes. If we're if you think that, um, what are some things people should stay, say in their reviews? Uh, I think they should speak Warm. to the quality of the advice, like in the warmth of our uh, what we we seem like. Basically, we seem put this in the review. They seem <laughs> like we. I could be sitting down having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. They're very warm. Yep. I would love to hang out. Hang out with them. Mm-hmm. I'd love to basically be their best friend. Take them on a vacation. Yeah, if you'd like to take us, pay for a vacation for us to go on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Not with you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, th- th- that would be a nice review. So yes. if you want to, I, like, I don't want to write the review for someone, but no. if it, th- but they could put down, Joel seems like the type of guy that you would love to just sit down and have a nice cup of coffee with. <laughs> and Kat also sort of seems like that, but she seems a bit like a know-it-all. Like if you were to put that <laughs> into a review, you know, I wouldn't hate it. I'd appreciate it, but I'm not writing a review for you. No. But anyway, so uh, we're here every Monday. 
subscribe, send us questions, love us, give us five stars. And, um, and write your sexual bucket list. Mm-hmm. Bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs>